Hey, what's up, Low Voltage Nation? This is Blake, and oh my gosh, this was an epic episode with Mason Bortz. We talk about cameras and proposals, and we just had a good time hanging out for about two hours on a Saturday, so let's get after it. Tonight, we have a very special episode. This is the third installment of Cameras with BIT, and I have Mason Bortz on the phone right now. How are on you? On the phone. On the phone. I'm doing great. Uh, we we got a lot to talk about. We we just talked for I think it was like over an hour about all it, this. So we got we got to recap it all. It was almost an hour, and we had to do like four or five retakes. Um, so <laughs> I think this is going to be the one, man. I'm so excited. But what I want to do is I want to kick it. Uh, I want to kick it off with doing some low voltage nation updates and talk about what we've done thus far over the last five months, and then what to expect in the future, man. <laughs> <laughs> so so what what are we how is this year gone and what are we doing um what are we doing next year Blake? okay so th this year has been um pretty incredible because we've grown so much um we have 26 ambassadors and we were actually talking about that and like we got to figure out like what the strategy is like what we're going to do what you know are we going to continue with the ambassador, like, are we going to have more ambassadors? Is it going to grow mm -hmm. or are we going to granularly set your notifications in Slack? So you only receive DM <laughs> notifications. <laughs> it, it, it's kind of crazy. I mean, I was talking to Pierce about this the other day and it was like, we were just talking about how, how many messages there are. And I don't know is, how many are we as, is it three or 5,000? It, it's a lot. Okay, so let's, let's look at the stats because like, we don't, we have a we're at six point three thousand. We're at six point three. Holy cow! Yeah, and and see that's why we just can't keep on top of it because it's uh, it's a lot of messages. It's it's, it's not even that. I mean, I, I guess it's an exercise in in scaling mm -hmm. and 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 managing and delegating. Uh, you know, the task of moderating and 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 keeping people engaged. And yeah, for, for me, like I love doing that. You know, this is all kind of new to me scaling out a team remotely mm -hmm. like this mm -hmm. so it's kind of <clears throat> it's kind of an interesting exercise and in like how much can we scale and like and when does it become like unmanageable and when does it become like a reddit and i don't want that to happen at all you know the one nice thing i, I really like how i can look on here I, I could post like a question about about something that i'm trying to right. find out about and it's nice because there's like there's just so many people that are really good at what they do on the slack channel um and we can r really bounce ideas around and go okay this is the right path this is the right path or oh i have a question can you look at this proposal and you'll actually get really good answers and and you you can make a lot of progress on a job um and it just keeps everyone from making dumb mistakes because we're all learning from each other um but it needs to be manageable <laughs> yeah do you do you feel it's becoming unmanageable or is it like a good healthy like flow of information right now it's it's a pretty good healthy flow um i i need to turn on notifications for certain <laughs> channels and keep yeah. other notifications off and just yeah. look through it like the random um is pretty pretty rough <laughs> most days it, 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 yeah it is uh i i read everything um, yeah and I, I have to scroll back it's actually a lot it's a full-time job at this point you know doing all the ldn stuff <clears throat> it's actually i spend more time doing ldn stuff uh than my actual full-time job 
So there's that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you stay on top of it because I, I, I look, I'm like, oh, I, I haven't posted in three days. I need to post something on Instagram. Let me try to find something meaningful. And it's like, how does Blake just like stay on top of all this stuff throughout the day and and uh, you know throughout the week? It's it's incredible. Yeah, it, it's it's very important to me. This is uh, I, I see a lot of potential with this, and this is this is oh, my yeah. future. Uh, and but I also uh, I don't I don't really have a social life, and if I do go on a date, it usually lasts for an hour, and then we don't see each other ever again. <laughs> Got to get back to that Slack channel. Like, oh, I'm, I'm so far behind all these messages. The funny, nice thing is, is like, the funny thing is, is that like when I go on a date, like I show them the Slack channel. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this look at my uh what was it it's like look at look at my car like i've redone this is my slack channel this is my uh this is my school project <laughs> the, the one the one today she was like what are you talking about and like <laughs> it was all downhill from there look all my friends <laughs> <laughs> so okay i, I, I talk so, about it too i talk yeah, about it I'm too sure you do. yeah all right so the, the future for lbn uh we wanted to talk about um what what we're going to look at in 2020 and kind of yeah. what the direction is and obviously we're going to continue with building the community in a healthy and positive way that's the biggest message uh, that I like to promote because and I think it's really resonated with people because they can f they feel comfortable asking questions and people like to be around positive people <laughs> we don't we don't want to be around negativity so I've created this this infrastructure around positive and healthy so continue with that message but also stepping up the podcast game like getting mm -hmm. better equipment getting better microphones re20 uh, re20 man you're all about that <laughs> re20 sounds so good it's it's so the, the yeah the electro voice uh, the eb re20 is a, is a great yeah. mic for like the, broadcast stuff the guy that designed that live he used to live like 30 minutes from me the guy that designed that microphone oh yeah yeah, I've oh. never met him, but I, I know he existed in this area. So, hey, you know, and just another reason to get an RE20. <laughs> I guess I'm not getting the RE20. Uh, I'm getting the the Yeti caster, uh, the the blue Yeti caster. Is actually if I if I sent you two of them, would you would you accept it? Would you start if, using if it? You, if you sent me two RE20s, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, okay. So what? I, well, yeah. If I if I, re, <laughs> so if, I re, if I do the podcast studio, yeah. Uh, then I'll need two. I'll need two microphones. So yes, yeah, I yeah, absolutely. Okay. 100, 100. You, gonna get, you can have a young Jamie in the background. We may we might need three of them. Uh, who is who is Jamie? Young Jamie on the Joe Rogan podcast. See, this is totally turning into a Joe Rogan podcast. It? <laughs> well, it's great. <laughs> it's great. It's great. I mean, we get back on subject, but I'm just you know I'm saying we got to figure out how many mics we're gonna have, and you know it's some big big deal here. And we want to of course have RE20s because it's gonna okay. we want it to sound the best. <clears throat> That that is true. So if, if any ambassadors or or potential sponsors, maybe maybe Electro Voice will want to sponsor yeah. us. They can just go ahead and send that to to us. I'll send you my uh, address in Nashville. Yeah, I'll send you mine as well because I need one over here at the shop. So like so yeah. So big picture is it has yeah. to be downtown. It needs to be a view of the city. Yeah, mm -hmm. it might sound like these big pipe dreams or whatever, but when I moved to Nashville, it the the company that I work for, it was very important that we were in right right in the middle of the city because we had this energy and this view and this vision of what we were building. And for me, you know, I'm building the infrastructure in Nashville. I see the cranes. I have my little humble abode downtown where I do all of my podcast recordings. So I want that view of the city and I want some good microphones and I want, uh, 
I, I just want to step up the game a little bit. So that's a big, that's a big thing for 2020 is stepping up the podcast game. Yeah, I, I'm excited for it. I'll have to come visit you, do a podcast, and you can come come up oh, yeah. here to good old Elkhart, Indiana. <laughs> do you think I should go to Elkhart, Indiana? Um, there's there's a lot to see here. We got a lot of RVs. What is your sales pitch? Just RVs or you or what else? Well, obviously me. I mean, that's the biggest reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one, only one I could think of. That's It's a pretty big one, if I'm being honest. Um, Wait, so, hey, so how how far away from Fort Wayne are you? About an hour, hour 20, uh, hour 20. Yeah. I mean, if you're going, and I'm assuming you're talking about Hoosier Sparky, of course. Um, Hoosier Sparky. Yeah. Is, yes. is, he in Fort, is he in Fort Wayne? <laughs> no, he's not no. Fort Wayne. I don't think he's, he's closer to Southern Indiana. So you could, you could swing by Hoosier Sparky and then swing by a uh, good old Mason up here in Elkhart, Indiana. Mason, yep. 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 So, yeah. So that, that's a big strategy as well as uh, I'm going to go visit, um, all the podcast guests or anybody that's willing to like have me roll around in a, in a work vehicle or go like hang out in their office and do like a bunch of video content of their, yeah. of their daily, their daily grind, you know, doing what they do on a daily basis, like building the infrastructure, access control systems, whatever surveillance, and just doing a bunch of content around that and do a follow-up podcast. Yeah. I think, I think that's going to be, that's going to be huge. And, and having that video content, I, you know, one thing in, in this industry is we don't have, in my opinion, enough video content of the actual work that gets done. It, it, I've, I've researched a lot about, you know, like different cable suspension systems and different ways of terminating stuff. And there's, there's videos from manufacturers, but there's never videos of like, Hey, this is a job site that we're working on. And you can look and see, okay, how is he doing this? How is he doing that? And I think this, this will shed a lot of light on that. And, you know, like cable suspension and, and how you're finishing a product and the details in it. Um, and that's going to be huge for, for the guys that actually want to do a good job for the guys that, that want to, uh, you know, do the do the best for the customers that they can, and having that video library to go back and look at, um, and see how different guys take on different tasks. I mean, that's that's huge. It's gonna that's gonna help the whole community as a whole get better um, and step up the game. So yeah, yeah, and that, that's another thing. I'm glad you brought that up because uh, I've been talking a lot with Marco about the gold standard. Yeah, I've started the hashtag gold standard, so I really want to leverage the ambassadors and, and anybody else, especially in the Instagram community of how, how we think as a community, as a group, how we think certain things should, should be installed and, yeah. and laid out and create that gold standard for, for the low voltage industry. Like this is, this is like really big picture stuff, but mm -hmm. I think we have this unique opportunity with the foundation we've already laid with the ambassadors, LVN. And now mm -hmm. we can start stepping up that game and creating that gold standard. And, and I think one of the things that we could do with that, and you and I have talked about that, and obviously I think Hoosier Sparky was the guy that brought it up originally, was reposting on Instagram. Yep. And I, I think that's going to be huge in, um, in the sense that this is the right way to do it. And we all agree, at least the ambassadors, that this is the correct way to do this. Right. Um, and from maybe different guys. Like, you know, I posted this week about service loops. I can't tell you how many times we've gone to jobs yeah. and there's no service loop and it's, yeah. or there is a service loop, but it's not done properly. And, um, you know, one of the things I know, um, that will from CBS, uh, he, he and I both do a backwards loop. I think it's backwards loop cable and how we coil our cable. Right. 
Oh my gosh. I see so many times cable is not coiled correctly. And, um, you know, it's, it's those little details that if you miss them, you might not think it's a big deal, but they add up over time and they create a better system. I think reposting a lot of these things is going to be really helpful to get that out, um, to everyone that, that cares in the community to, to do a better job. So, and that also makes other installers feel good about what they're doing and it keeps them posting and it pulls more people into the community. So yeah, it's it's gonna be huge. And wait, so what what do you mean a backwards loop? What does that mean? Um, I don't know if that's a technical term for it. That's just okay. kind of what I've always called it. But basically, okay. it might be a reverse reverse loop coil. But you you do one when you're coiling your cable. You have one coil that runs one direction, and then you reverse it the other way. So when you pull the cable out, it doesn't have that spiral effect. It wants to lay flat. So if you ever look at a at like a uh, like an NFL game or, or like a football game of any kind. And you see the guy, um, you know, with the camera rig and he's running, you know, and he has a camera on his shoulders running. And then there's a guy behind him coiling cable and like laying the cable out to make sure it doesn't get stepped on. Um, right. That the guy that's doing that coiling, he's doing, um, like I said, I don't remember if this is the technical name for it, the backwards loop coiling. And that keeps that cable um, from getting wound up. It, 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 Whenever it lays down, it wants to lay down perfectly flat. And you can have cables for years and coil them that way. Um, so that's how I train the two guys that work for me. They, they yeah, all yeah. do that backwards loop coil. And if you go to pretty much any uh, good theater, that's how they should do it. Yeah. Um, Yep, that that goes back to my training with live sound reinforcement and how to do microphone cables. Yep. Uh, I, I I would do that. I guess like kind of like an over under technique. Yep, like, over under. That was what I was. Yep, over under. Over is under that, that what it's called? But yeah, I I man, if I see somebody elbow wrapping a cable, I will oh. choke. I will choke them out with that cable. Yep. Yeah. So I'm a huge you know advocate for like that that technique because and I show people I was like this is how you do it and then and then I'll throw the cable you know a, yep. a 50 foot cable I'll throw it and it'll just go straight in a straight line and lay nice and flat. Yep, and that and that's exactly how it should. And uh-huh. and any guy that disagrees with that, you're wrong. I'm just sorry, like you're you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, that, exactly. I agree. Like, oh, I saw this. I I saw this one video where a guy was showing um like how to do this weird coil and it was uh not figure eight, but basically you would push one, you would push like a, like an eight into another eight. And then when you pulled the cord out, it'd come out. And it's like, that's, that's no, no, that's not really good. Don't do that. We don't think, we don't think it's cool. You might think it's cool, but it's not. It it destroys the cable. It looks like a mess. Just coil it, coil it, and then get, um, get get your string and tie it off. That's, that's it. (laughs) That's a good way to do it. So huh. what's what's that guy's name? Jamie on the Joe Rogan show? What's yeah, that? young Jamie, young Jamie. So like, am I Joe Rogan and you're young Jamie? Well, young Jamie does the audio. Okay. So I mean, I could be young Jamie if you got our age twenties, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think we covered. I think we covered my portion, and uh, now let's get into like the meat and potatoes of uh, yeah. of talking about like some camera stuff. So I'm going to set it up. I'm going to I'm going to talk about how you sent me you sent me this example proposal. You showed me like yep. how you do it and I was blown away by how much detail. And then you mentioned like how you like present it to to the client and I was like gosh dog like we got to talk about this on a podcast. Yeah. So, you know, for for us when I first started um handing out proposals or, or quotes it was always going to quickbooks or whatever software i was using at the time 
um, and create create a quote and then hand it to them or email it to them. And I had okay luck with that. Um, but if I emailed it to him, I'd almost never hear back from him. And the, uh, I just wasn't having a great success with it. The other thing is whenever I would do that, it was showing line item by line item about what the cost was. So they could just take that and Google it and come back and see like what my markup was. And most of the time, especially like when we did ubiquity cameras, I, I wouldn't hear back from, cause they would look up a ubiquity camera and it would say, you know, one thirty, and my price was maybe 200 or something. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we're not, we're not going with this guy. <laughs> and right. so what I, I ended up kind of bouncing around a few other ideas. And then I, I met this guy named Paul and he owns a, a data recovery business and he was showing me his proposals. So he would take, and it was, it was just for data backup. And there's not a lot of information you can put in there. It's like, we're going to take your data and we're yeah, going right. to back it up. And yeah, it's right. like, okay, so what, what all can you talk about in that? And believe it or not, his proposal is only four pages long and it's mostly just different options that they can choose. But he made a point to go, okay, you want to make sure that the binding material that you're using, the, the uh you know the front and the back are, are nice heavy plastic and the front's clear and then make sure you're using good paper so we whenever i do a proposal i do uh usually 30 or 32 pound paper bright white and mm-hmm. the first thing on i do on every proposal is i put their logo on the front and i've gone to links of redrawing their logo in illustrator to make <laughs> sure that it is high quality um for this one quote i did for an excavating company I, f- I could not find their logo. The only place I could <laughs> find their logo was on the back of a, uh, a high vis vest that someone was wearing. I took it in illustrator. I cropped it out and I so did a, a, a trace on it and I pulled that out. <clears throat> and I, I sat down in that meeting and I pulled the proposal out. The first thing that guy said is how did you get our logo? Wow. And he was like, we went, you know, we haven't used that logo in a long time. And I, you know, I can't even find, you know, like the actual image of that anymore. And so I told him and he, and, and at that moment he, he knew that I was putting a lot of care and detail into sure. these, into these proposals. And so, and, and again, it doesn't matter if it's a, if it's a $1,200 proposal or if it's a hundred thousand dollar proposal, it, it's always what. I want to make an impact because I don't know what's going to happen down the road. You know, we just give a great example. We had one customer where we put in a nest doorbell based off of a mailing that we did. And that person has gotten me into contact with people that have given me more than a hundred thousand dollars worth of work. And it was just based off of that one little nest doorbell and making sure we were taking care of that customer. So anyways, back to proposals, you know, we, the front page always want to put their logo and list what it is. And then we list our contact information at the very bottom of that, of that cover page. And the first, the next thing we're going to jump into in that proposal is what the customer wants. So we want to look at the summary of the system and we're also going to uh, look at the customer objectives. So anything that they talked about kind of in that walkthrough, that initial walkthrough, we're going to list out, um, you know, for a security camera system, we might look at, okay, they are going to look to add more plants or more facilities. So we're going to list that as one of the items that they're needing. We're going to look at, do they need any analytics data from the Hanwha cameras that we're going to put in? We're going to list out all the analytics that are going to be meaningful to them. 
are they going to need, are they going to have a lot of users on it? We're going to list that they, it can do that. Um, we're also going to list coverage of different areas that they specifically mentioned during the walkthrough and just try to come up with all the different things that we took from that walkthrough and put it into uh, the proposal. Um, so, you know, you put a lot of effort into this and yeah, some, some people would argue that like, man, like you're, you're spending a lot of time on this and you could be, you know, pumping these out quicker if you don't spend and you know, do do as much detail. But, but yeah. you made a good point about like it doesn't matter how small it is. Like it, it you don't know where you don't know where it could end up. You don't know how it would make that impact on that one particular person. Yeah, and and at the end of the day, if you have a um, if you're if you're not getting jobs, you're not getting any money. So you could say, okay, <clears throat> I I can put in. Um, I could put in less effort and I could have a product that uh, is is maybe not as good, but it's still presentable. And let's say you win two jobs instead of four. At the end of the day, you could the, the amount of time that you just lost by not the amount of money you just lost by not getting those extra two jobs or three jobs. Right. You, you could you could you make that back instantly. So I OK, I, I might put in an extra two hours into my proposal. Right. But if I win the job, it's worth it because I, if I, if I put in, even if I put in two hours to the proposal and it's mediocre and I hand it to them and if I don't win the job, I lost two hours. If I put in four hours and I get the job, now I've paid myself back for those four hours I put into it. So right. yep. putting in the amount of time doesn't really matter. You're, you're assuming you're going to win the job regardless. And in that case, then you might as well just write on a napkin and hand it to them because it doesn't really matter. You say, well, yeah. it's going to be 10,000. Uh, do I get the job now? You have to present something in a professional fashion. And the more professional you can do it, the more time you take, the, the more money, in my opinion, you can charge for that. Because now you, you come across as someone that puts a lot of detail into what you're offering and, and the customer can see that. And as soon as they see that you're, you're going to, you're going to be able to bid more. I mean, we, we've gone and we've been $5,000 more and we've won jobs because of that for someone that apparently had no money because they knew we were going to take care of them. So it's, it's those things that make a big difference. I, I totally agree with you. Uh, it just, just those details. And, you know, for example, I, I always try to get the floor plans for, for a job. If I'm doing access control, surveillance, whatever, fire yeah. alarm. And, and I want to put the company logo on, on the title block and do the auto CAD, do it all right. Mm -hmm. And if it gets like really uh, a really big project and it's something that I can't handle, I, I, I know how to communicate that to somebody to do it, like outsource mm -hmm. it. Cause I outsource a lot of my floor plans, mm -hmm. but I have that foundational knowledge of like how to do it because I've spent so much freaking time on it and I know what it takes. and I know like how to communicate that to the person that's doing it. So I think just like, Doing that work on the front end will just help you out, either outsource or, or speed up your process in the future. Yeah, and, and one of the things that that we one of the tools that we use. I so I used to use um, AutoCAD for all my camera drawings, and sure. I quickly learned that that's a bad idea because then you <laughs> have to go and you have to find the specs of each camera and make a CAD object and place that object around the map. And then when you learn, oh, that's not good enough. Um, and then you have to do your, your pixels per foot calculation manually. So what we do is we use IPVM. It's $200 a year. It's 
extremely affordable at 200 hours a year for what it gives you and you can take pretty much any camera on the market with their calculator tool and place it on a building you can put in four plans in that you can do hybrid where you add four plans and you have a map and you're taking the camera and it's using all the manufacturer specifications and it's laying it out you can change the color you can see what it simulates with a person based on how far away it is so you can start to see okay is this camera that I'm specking for this job going to work? Is the camera that they're asking me to specify for the job going to work? Oh, it's not going to work? All right, I'm going to specify this other camera, and then I'm just going to use the stuff that IPVM spits out. I'm going to crop it, make it look a little bit better, and I'm going to submit that in the proposal. And uh, it, it has been one of the best tools I have I have found for this, uh, for, for cameras. It works so stinking well. It is so incredibly easy to use and it looks very professional. I have not seen another camera proposal use IPVM in this area. I've always seen people draw, they, they'll take like a emergency exit drawing that they've scanned in, you know, that's off the wall and it's been there for, you know, five years. They'll scan it in and then they'll take a highlighter and they'll put little circles on where they want the cameras and then draw little triangles. And that's what they'll submit for a proposal. And it's like, no, no kidding. That is why that is why you're not winning bids because you're putting in as little effort as possible to show the customer where the cameras are going. Customers want to have nice, clean, defined areas of where their cameras are going, color code everything, label it, and describe what you're doing. Because at the end of the day, you can give out enough information for the customer to understand what you're doing without giving away your entire plan to where they can go shopping. And that's what this proposal is as I've really worked hard to make sure that the proposals we put out, they give out as much information as possible with keeping the correct information back away from the customer. So they can't just go shop around. And uh, I believe it's a, it's a really winning formula. So uh, IPVM uh, for me, and I think for people listening, this is, like a game changer to a certain extent, because what we do is I'm the guy that has to do all the drawings internally. Mm -hmm. And I just don't have time to do all the drawings. Like you could be a salesperson with very, very little technical ability and computer skills. And you can just drop a camera on here. And then it, it does like the map of like the viewing angle. And then, so I have it pulled up on the screen. I'm looking at it Mm -hmm. and it's powered by Google maps. So it's like a legit high, quality satellite view with all like kind of like the 3d modeling situation they got going on and then a street view on the side so it shows like where the camera's pointing and like like you said you you don't see other people doing this neither am i nor have i seen this like ever (laughs) until Mm -hmm. you presented it to me and this is a complete game changer for me this is actually really like if if anything if you guys listening to this podcast if anything go do this Go to yes. IPVM. So it's calculator.ipvm.com. Shell out the, the measly 200 bucks a year. And this this is a complete game changer. I love and you, it. And, and you don't have to pay for it if, uh, if you're only doing less than four cameras. <clears throat> and I did that for a job because I didn't want to pay for it <clears throat> And when I originally started using it. So what I would do is I would build, like if they had 16 cameras, I'd build four different maps and then I'd stitch them together in fo- Photoshop. Yeah. <laughs> and then I realized, you know what, the $200 is worth yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. fun. But, I mean, the, and then they send you emails about what's going on in the camera industry and the security industry. <clears throat> as a whole and it, it, it's just a fantastic place to get information and to learn about the back end of of this industry and uh because of that website I, i'm so much more knowledgeable uh with what i'm doing another thing with the ipvm is you can put in there um especially if we're trying to figure out like 
will I see a face at this distance? You can put in the amount of pixels per foot you want. And so to accurately see a face, you need at least 45 pixels per foot. They, they recommend up to 85 pixels per foot. If you input 85 pixels per foot, you will start to realize how much of a camera you need, how many cameras you actually need on a facility to get 85 pixels per foot um, and have complete coverage. It, it's insane. And this system, I, I'm able to take the system into a customer, sit down with my laptop or go in their meeting room, pull up my laptop and just take a wireless mouse and go, hey, let's spend an hour and let's just figure out what you need. And let's place all these cameras in. And then I will, you know, I'll know a couple of camera prices off the top of my head. I'll say, okay, this one's going to be $1,200. And we'll place that one in. Okay, this one's three hundred dollars, and they'll they'll see the difference, and they'll go, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Why it's different? And the more you educate your customer, the more in a roundabout way, the more money you can pull out of them. But the happier they're going to be with the system because they understand. Now, if you just go to a customer and say, hey, you need a twelve hundred dollar camera, they're gonna go, well, I can go to this guy and give me a three hundred dollar camera. They both say four megapixel, and you go, well, that's not really what it what it is. And until you explain to them the differences and why this one's better and why this one can do what the other ones can't, I mean, it, it, you were able to design such much better systems and the customer's way more happy with you and they're not going to move to someone else because you've educated them on, on what you're doing. And as soon as they know, it, you got a customer for life, in my opinion. This is like, this is gold standard stuff right here for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And <clears throat> I, IPVM, they also added on their new version, they added uh, the ability to change the colors of the cameras, which is, which is really nice <clears throat> because you can, uh, now what I'll do is like, if I have five megapixel cameras, I'll have them one color, two megapixel will be another color, P, uh, PTZ cameras will be another color. 360s will be a different color. And then they can start to see how all that meshes together in their, uh, in their camera layout. It, it's, it's uh -huh. a, just a beautiful system. Um, they also have the ability to search. So let's say you're like, okay, I, I have a camera system. I can use any OnViv compatible camera. <clears throat> you can start to uh, narrow that down in their search options. So you can say, okay, I want a dome camera with this field of view with this many megapixels, and it will go through every vendor that's in its database and it'll spit out which camera it recommends. Um, that's been really helpful to try to find the right, like Hanwha camera, the right hike vision camera, the, the right camera for the right job. And then you can start looking at price points. You can also, when you click on that camera in their website, it will pull up similar cameras from different vendors. So if you find a hike vision camera that you really like, but you really want a Hanwha camera, you can click on that and they'll show you all the comparables between Axis, Hanwha, Dawa, um, and all the and, and all the manufacturers that they that they carry on there. So, so as you move the 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 person on on the map and that that will show like the distance based on the megapixel of the actual camera you selected yes it will, it will tell you whether or not that camera from that distance will see a face or a license plate that's insane. Yep. that's awesome and, and it and it it is pretty accurate um it, it obviously changes based on you know the the type of camera you have um <clears throat> but it is it's pretty accurate. Um, I, I would, we've used that a couple times and, uh, works really well. Wow. Cool, man. Yeah. Uh, type types of cameras for this particular proposal, um, that we're looking at, you like the Hanwha stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I like that because it integrates seamlessly with open eye. Um, yeah. And, and that's really it. I mean, the analytics flow right into it. We don't have to do anything, you know, tricky with it. I turn analytics on, 
and they populate right in the database for OpenEye. So, and honestly, I mean, comparing them on IPVM's website, comparing those to Axis, they put up a really good fight. I think Axis has some cameras that Hanwha doesn't carry, and Axis makes some really great um, cameras, and they do some stuff very specifically well. But if you put if you put them side by side, it, it would be pretty hard pressed to find differences between those Hanwha and the Axis. And for me, also price wise, Hanwha's are, are a little bit less expensive, and they're pretty much same quality and have the same range of uh, cameras that Axis has. So, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Hanwha as well. Yeah, WiseNet, Samsung, whatever you want to call them, but they're they're really good. They're really well made cameras. Really good. Yeah. Really good picture quality too. They're they're thoughtfully engineered. I mean, in everything that they do, it, it seems okay. like okay, this product was actually thought out by someone that's gonna use this camera. It wasn't like okay, in in this guy's Bill's desk that he he built this camera. He's like, oh, this one seems kind of cool. I like this one. You know, it's this okay. We're gonna put a hinge on this so that when you're thirty feet up on a ladder, you don't have to hold on to the camera. And, right. and all, yeah. those little things make a huge difference when you're trying to mount them thirty feet up on a ladder. They absolutely do. I love it when they put those little things on there that hold yeah. it together. <laughs> You're like, all right, cool. I, I don't have to fall today. That's <laughs> <Right>. nice. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so for the for the VMS, uh, for the hardware, um, so you're using OpenEye, and then yep. you're a big fan of like Dell and SuperLogics. Yeah, so Dell, we, I would say if we're going to put an OpenEye system in, generally speaking, we're going to put a Dell computer in, and we'll, we'll just go buy a used one off eBay. They run about 200 to $300, and we'll usually, depending on depending on the how much we paid for that Dell computer, they may or may not come with an SSD, so we'll throw a Samsung SSD in it, yeah. and then usually a Seagate or, or Western Digital um, surveillance drive. And you have to make sure you get the surveillance drives, just not like a random drive off the shelf, because it's designed for the higher write cycles. So... We'll get one of those. We'll throw it in there. The, the really nice thing about that <clears throat> is that you are setting the customer up to save money and setting them up for a great upgrade path. So right. if they want to, let's say a year down the line, let, let's just say hypothetically, you put an eight camera system in and we've had this happen. And then two years down the line, they go from having eight cameras to 27 cameras. You are in a really good position to go, all right, yeah, you have the money for the 27 cameras. That's great. We haven't put in a really expensive new computer. Let's upgrade you to a SuperLogics computer. Let's take and, and do right. a custom build one and throw in, let's say, like, we just ordered one with uh, four 16 terabyte drives. That then gets you on a really smooth upgrade path. And you're not trying to say, okay, I'm going to buy this uh, this other server that we put in for you back for a thousand dollars and try to figure out where I can put it. You're just taking back a, a computer you put two hundred dollars into, and you can give them, you know, like a fifty dollar credit for it, and then you can go ahead and use that computer somewhere else. And the thing that's probably going to die on that Dell is going to be the power supply, and they run about twenty bucks. So overall, I, I, it's been a killer solution to us. We've had one power supply die on the Dell, and we just take we just take the whole computer. We have a couple at the shop. We swap out the hard drive and the SSD and turn it back on and plug it back in. Yeah, it's, so it's are, are you getting i5s <clears throat> and 16 gigabytes of RAM? Or we do at least we'll do an i3 for like a restaurant if we think yeah. that they're not going to go above 16 cameras. We'll do an i5 if it's a little bit bigger. Um, and then we do a minimum of eight gigs of RAM if we can find one for a good deal with 16, then we'll go that route. But it doesn't really need a lot of RAM, they won't, mm. it doesn't use a lot of RAM. So, yeah, 
I, I would normally go to 16 gigabytes of RAM, but if you're telling me that it'll run fine, if OpenAI will run fine on eight, then yeah. I, I trust you because I've never installed OpenAI. <laughs> yeah. Now, and the thing is, if you, that's all on how many cameras. So if you're putting in 12 cameras, <laughs> you know, maybe get the 16 gigabytes. And then, you know, down the road, if they, if they're adding more, then that's an opportunity to put in a better system. I mean, uh, uh, an upgraded system. Um, and that way the customer is not feeling like you're, they're having to buy a ton of equipment up front. It gives them a, an easy upgrade path. It's not a painful path to, to keep that upgrade going, but you don't want to build it in such a way so that, you know, let's say you're putting in 14 cameras and you buy a 16 port switch. That's a really bad idea because then we need to add that one additional camera. You go, oh, hey, we have to buy a $500 switch to upgrade you for one camera. And they're going to look at you. At, Why didn't you plan for this? So, you know, keep it in mind of where you think that customer is going to go. Um, if they're going to do 16, we always we always uh, plan on 24 cameras. And if they're going to go for 24, we always plan on probably more like 32. So we build around that. Then if they end up going from 24 to 50, then that's kind of on them. They knew that was coming. They knew there it was going to cost some money to do that in the first place. Okay. So what else do you want to talk about? Um. I think that kind of wraps it up to a certain extent, but we have a couple more items on here. Yeah. Um, oh, so, so yeah, when you're, so basically based uh, off the VMS back to the proposal side of things, you know, the one thing that I don't see a lot on proposals is what you're not going to do. So, um, you know, training is a great one. Don't get you know, list on there how many people you're going to train if it's for a bigger company. I'm going to train this many people. If any more trainings needed, I'm going to. It's going to be this much money. Um, you know how much, how many times they can they get support for you know for free. So they can call you for the first sixty days without any charges if they have any questions or concerns about the system. Um, and then also list what they're required to give you. So if they're required to supply is something as simple as an internet connection. Make sure that's in there. So you're listing out all those things that, that they need to supply to you um, before, bef you know, before they sign on the dotted line. So, and then also just keeping track of change orders. So if you, if something comes up where they want to add a camera, make sure that that's listed on there that, you know, any change orders will be signed before any work commences on the original uh, proposal. And so you're all ready to go when you need to do a change order. So, but at the end of the day, the details, <clears throat> the details matter on these proposals. Um, you want to make sure you're, they're fully fleshed out. The customer can clearly see that. Make sure you're, you're thinking about what paper you're using. Don't just go pick up the cheapest copy, the cheapest copy or paper you can get, you know, Spend the extra money on the on the bright white paper, on the 32-pound paper. Make sure you're binding it. Don't put it in a binder, in a three-ring binder. We're not in high school. You know, bind it properly, <laughs> and, uh, and and your customers will be impressed. And, and at the end of the day, the time you're putting into it, you might go, why do I want to invest this much time into it? Why why did you start a business? You started a business to to work, to get, get ahead in life. You started a business so that it, the – the world is unlimited to you put the extra time into it and uh and be successful at it so yeah it's a good point uh um, yeah. how, how long does you said it takes you a couple hours to put together a proposal this size or like how much time are you actually spending on something like this um that proposal took me a day took you a whole day okay took me a whole day because <clears throat> i have to i have to get the parts pulled together for what i want to do yeah. um you know we have to go do a walkthrough with it so you know with the walkthrough and everything it probably took me two um, You're right. 
but at the end of the day, you know, for us that that's well worth it. And I don't, I've been in, I went and did a proposal at this place before, actually, before they were bought out. And I, (laughs) I went in there, did it. And I didn't do my proposal. Like you're seeing in front of you. I just did it like a regular QuickBooks quote. And that meeting lasted about five minutes and (laughs) I was shocked that they called me back. So I went in there with this. Okay. So think, keep in mind, my first meeting went five minutes. How long do you think this meeting went with this, with this proposal? Uh, I would say two hours. Yeah, about two, two and a half hours. Yep. Yep. And and that's that's the whole thing. And I connected with so much, so much more of the upper management than I did with this one. And they were asking yeah. so many more questions about that's, it. That's cool. Yeah, that's totally worth it. Like who's yeah. this Mason guy, man? He's got his stuff together. Exactly. And yeah. then he got Bob from, you know cheap our cameras or we got cheap cameras and they're, they're coming in here and like, Oh yeah, well, I could hook you up. Analytics. Yeah. What are those? I got motion. Yeah. That's so funny. So yeah, details matter. You know, if you're, if you're putting all the details into the, into the work you're doing into, you know, how you're running the cables and how you're combing it and testing it, why don't you put that in your proposals? You know, it carries right over. If you show it in your proposal, this is the first work you're doing for the customer. So think about it that way. What What's the work you're doing for your customer? When you actually are getting paid to do the work, you're doing good work. But when you're not getting paid, are you still doing the work up front to show them, hey, this is what you can expect in the system that, that we install for you. So it carries over really nicely. And then yep. at, at the end, Every time I do a proposal, I get a compliment at the end of it. Like, wow, this is really yeah. nice to say. Well, you can expect that if you if you sign on the dotted line, you can expect yeah. that from us. Yeah, that's yeah, that's gosh, this is such gold standard stuff, man. Yeah. I love it. I yep. love it. <laughs> and if you get in the Slack channel, you can shoot me over your proposal, and I'll, I can take a look at it and and yeah. and send some advice. I like I said, go get on the Slack channel if you can. Reach out to Blake, and uh, you know, it's all let's all do better proposals. <laughs> let's make yeah. proposals great again. i i think that i think that ambassadors or people in the slack channel can invite other people so Mm -hmm. i I think i'm gonna like let ambassadors kind of make that decision maybe i'll have to think about it think about it yeah i get requests quite a bit on on you know joining slack so i gotta figure i gotta figure out a better way to manage all this But you Man. can always uh, you can always DM me on Instagram, and I'm more than happy to take a look at it. So we're all we're all trying to learn in this together how to do oh, it right. Gosh, yeah, That's I went through so many templates on this on this proposal before I landed on something I actually liked. So it's it, it took me over a year to just come up with something that I was actually happy with. It looks amazing. Thanks, sir. It. Yeah, man, uh, we're we're losing our voice because we've been chatting for so long. Yes, and, uh, and uh, it's it's time to wrap it up, man. It is time. <laughs> It it's been time. a great it's been a great show and a great time hanging out with you on a saturday night yep yep and we're i think i think we're gonna make this probably a uh hopefully a weekly thing something close to weekly maybe every other well, week well this is yeah this is the third this is the third episode we've, we've been consistent for for three weeks in a row <laughs> this has been great I, I i love talking about this stuff with you and especially um you know seeing the low voltage nation kind of uh, bloom uh, the amount of growth we've you've had we've all had yeah. with this in the, in the last few months is incredible so I, I i think we're all excited to see where this goes and you know i was glad to jump on this band wagon you know for fairly early yeah in it because it, it's been nothing but great so yeah you're, you're definitely like a founding member of, of low voltage nation you know there, there's a really solid core team we have of people that have really stepped up and provided 
a tremendous amount of value content getting on podcasts like this one. Uh, so it's just like one day, every single day is something different and something better. <laughs> it's quite yeah. incredible. Yeah. I love, I, it. I love it, man. Cool. I'll talk to you later, man. All righty. You too. Bye. See ya. All right. Tonight we have Mason Bortz on the show as per usual. Yep. Good, good evening, Mason. How <laughs> Thank are you? you. It, okay. Doing doing great. We uh we just talked for like an hour before this, um, with getting getting prepped for this, and uh, lot, we got a lot to talk about today. We have a lot to talk about today. We, ba- we basically have to recap in detail what we just talked about for the last forty one minutes. Yeah. So, are Are you prepared to do that, sir? I- I don't. I think it's more you prepared to do that because I got nothing to do. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what I want to do with this particular episode, I want to kick it off with uh, how the year has gone so far. Well, actually, the last five months with low voltage nation and what to expect in the future. Um, I used to know this guy called Future Man. He's a Victor Wooten's cousin, and he said, "I don't pay taxes because I, I'm." From the future, man. <laughs> that that was smooth. That was real smooth. I know it wasn't. We got we got to start over the podcast because that was terrible. We got to start it over. Seven forty one. You ready? <laughs> yeah, I thought you. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not paying. I'm dead fucking serious, man. I'm not paying attention. Like my mind's like not in it. <clears throat> All right. Oh, got- do you want me to start it? You want me to start it? No, I got it. <clears throat> okay. I remember this chick, like we sold it on eBay for like nine grand or something. We lost a couple thousand bucks on it, but we sold it on eBay. And this chick, she drove from Nashville, like to North Carolina. She picked it up and then drove right back. I was like, that poor, that poor girl. That's like six, (laughs) that's like 16 hours of driving just to like, here's some money. And then all right, pick it up and then go back. (laughs) Oh man. She looked, it was nighttime too when she picked it up. She looked frazzled. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, all right. I was like, I hope she's getting a hotel, but I don't think she did. It's funny. Because I've been talking a lot about you the last couple days. <laughs> I love it, dude. Anyway, dude. How we can leverage you. We have a lot yeah. going on in our marketing right now. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you got to get on LinkedIn, bro. Yeah, I know. Get on LinkedIn. Yeah. yeah. Get on LinkedIn. Wait, here's the here's the video that I posted of him. He may have seen it on. Yeah. Like that? It's good, That's, doesn't it? Pretty good. I like the little the transition yeah. thingy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was pretty dope, wasn't it? Boom, <laughs> yeah. Look at this. Watch this. It's pretty, yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Look at that. Yeah. Like Irmos. Can, can, can you hear the audio? No, I can't hear the audio. You can't hear the audio? Nope. I oh, cannot. Man. Okay. Well, it's on YouTube if you need to look at it since you're not okay. on LinkedIn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Subtle burn. Subtle yeah. burn. But, uh, but yeah, it's subtle burn, but get on LinkedIn, man. Check check this shit out. One more one more LinkedIn plug. Look at this. Okay. Okay. Watch this real quick. You ain't doing shit tonight. Yeah. <laughs> no, not really. I'm single, just like Marco, just sitting here. No family. And me. Yeah. 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 We're all. <laughs> it's, 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 you, like, it's like back in like high school. You know, you're sitting there like, like when am I gonna get a girl, bro? It's like yeah, because you probably didn't grow up. You didn't grow up with like instant me- like AOL instant messenger and like I was chat. I was I was in middle school at that point, and so it was kind of uh, right before middle school. And I remember like going to this guy's house, and he was on MSN Messenger. I was like, "Wow, yeah. that's so yeah. cool!" 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because and we had AOL, you know, like with dial up mm-hmm. and all that. And then like mm-hmm. we'd be getting to chat these big chat rooms. So it's just, it's basically just like what you said, like back in like in high school, just like, okay, let's get let's get on Slack <laughs> and like let's talk a, talk to a bunch of nerds. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Dudes. Yeah. So how did that date go? What happened with uh, that date? You're not doing shit either. So how'd the I date know, go? Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, so we've been talking for <laughs> seven forty. Yeah, this is yeah, right. <laughs> cool. So this is the uh the third episode of Cameras with BIT. And uh we're actually gonna do, you know what? Fuck it, my mic is hold on. <laughs> I'm, I'm not talking in the mic directly. I'm like kind of like I'm flailing back and forth. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> this is so bad. All right, so all right, tonight we have Mason Bortz. 